Welcome to the Kaiser Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Coble. We're going to touch base on a little bit of what happened last week, and we're going to look at events that are set to take place this week. So, as far as the news goes from last week, really wasn't a whole lot going on in our small town, but some of the things that did come out were that the Mineral County named their Teacher of the Year. That was Scott Fury. The Elementary Teacher of the Year went to Sue Alkire. Our Middle School Teacher of the Year was awarded to Michelle Anderson. The Mineral County Service Employee of the Year was Hannah Rexroad. And then we have our Instructional Support Employee of the Year, and that was Patricia Harvey. And the School Support Employee of the Year went to Denise Bruno. So congratulations to each and every one of you. We do greatly appreciate what you do for the children in our community and for the children within Mineral County. Now, we also had the Catherine Church Award recipient named. This was the 31st naming of a recipient, and that went to... Miss Avery Smith. So congratulations to Avery Smith. They had three great young women that were nominated for this award, and Avery came out on top. And I know that the other two were just as qualified, and we do want to congratulate them just on being nominated because it is a great feat. Now, what a great turnout on Saturday, if you didn't know. Over at Hoover's Bar and Grill, I still call it Hoover's Bar and Grill, I'm assuming that's the name. I've seen a couple of people name it something else. I don't know, but I will always and forever call it Hoover's Bar and Grill. I went to school with Luke Hoover, think the world of him, and therefore that will always be the name I call it. Anyway, he hosted the benefit for Scott Fury. Now, I showed up. I'm probably, I'm not lying. I was probably about roughly 30 to 45 minutes late getting there. So I wasn't there as soon as it opened, but shortly thereafter, I was able to show up. And let me tell you, people, that place was absolutely packed. I was extremely shocked. I kind of thought I was going to beat the rush. I thought that there would be a little bit more parking, uh, but that's not a bad thing. And it wasn't because there was a lack of parking. It was just that many people showed up at that that early in the stages and I know there was tons more that came after I was gone but these are the moments that you really appreciate living in a small city in a tight-knit community to see that kind of turnout I mean honestly it seemed like everyone in the entire area at one point in time was in attendance during this benefit and it was a a great purpose and a great reason. I always tell my kids, you're going to get out of life what you put into it. And for me, this was a wonderful example because Scott has poured into our community, into our kids, into our school systems. And I think that shows. I think that's the reason you see such a turnout to help and people wanting to help because it's easy to care about somebody who has always cared about us and our kids. And I just want to say real quick to the Fury family, keep hanging tough. You are always in our prayers and in our thoughts on a daily basis. I can only dream that the results 
are going to come back from this ordeal in a good way. And it is my hope and it is my prayer. And I will plead with the good Lord on your behalf, Scott, day in and day out. You keep hanging in there. You keep fighting the good fight. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. And we look forward to seeing your victory. Now, with that being said, we're going to jump right into sports. Kaiser High School sports recap for last week. And, of course, what am I going to start with? Well, I'm going to start with the sport that Scott Fury coaches. Why? Because I love that sport. He's not just a great man, but he coaches my favorite sport, and that's track and field. So the track and field team competed in the Cardinal Classic on the 16th, and the boys' team was able to place fourth overall. Our girls took eighth. Now let's get to the results. These are their individual runs here. 200 meters, fifth place went to Keith Lawrence with a time of 24.5. Tenth place went to Malachi Blow with a time of 25.47. For personal best, personal records for the 200 meter for the boys, Keith Lawrence with his 24.50 time, and then Colin Seleski had a personal best with a time of 25.83. For our ladies, Maddie Broadwater pulled in 10th place with a time of 29.9. Now, in the 400 meters, for our men, 6th place went to Jack Stenslausik with a time of 54.22. And people, that was also his personal best. Along with that, we also had Eden Parks with a personal best with a time of 55.87. For our ladies, 10th place went to Abby Del Signor with a time of 106.58. In the 1,600-meter run, we didn't have a top 10 finish within the, the men's, but we did have a personal best, and that went to Logan Hedrick with a time of 5.17.24. In the ladies, 8th place went to Sydney Swingle with a time of 6.53.14. In the 3,200-meter run, 5th place went to Griffin Powell with a time of 10.51.94. In the 110 hurdles, third place went to Colin Seleski with a time of 1854, and fourth place went to Gavin Seleski with a time of 1856. So, two hundredths of a second separated the brothers. I'm curious because I don't know. I'm wanting to know if Colin actually beat Gavin coming out of the at the hospital. I wonder who was first to be born and who was second, because let me tell you something. These young men run almost identical times. It's amazing. Very proud of both of them. 300-meter hurdles. Seventh place went to Colin Seleski with a time of 46.09. Ninth place went to Pierce Barnett with a time of 49.40. In our ladies' run for the 300-meter hurdles, PR went to Faith Hamrick with a time of 57.92. Now let's jump to the relays. In the 4 by 100 meter for the men's division, 6th place went to Kaiser. Now I'm going to really take my time on this one because my niece informed me I am saying this wrong. And so I meant no ill will. Mealy. I have been saying melee. She says it is mealy. And she was very, very forceful in letting me know that I've been saying it wrong. So I apologize to you. The reason I apologize is because my last name got said wrong all the time. But the team of Mealy, Lawrence, Stanislausik, and Science, they ran a time of 47-43. 
And then for our ladies, they also got sixth place. That team consisted of Del Signor, Kessner, Broadwater, and Layton. Their time was 55.92. In the 4 by 200 meter, Kaiser once again takes sixth place. This team consisted of Blow, Lawrence, Stanislausik, and Mealy with a time of 138.16. Our women took fifth place with a team of Del Signor, Kessner, Broadwater, and Layton. Their time was 158.04. In the 4 by 400 meters, once again, Kaiser takes sixth place. The team of Stanislasik, Boggs, Parks, and Ernest, their time was 346.81. And our ladies took fifth place with the team of Del Signor, Broadwater, Layton, and Green, and their time was 448.78. In the 4 by 800 meter run, fourth place went to Kaiser with a team of Parks, Powell, Shoemaker, and Ernest, their time was 8.54.83. In the 4 by 110 shuttle hurdles, I'm sorry, folks. I looked it up on their listing. They didn't give me any names, but Kaiser, their men, took fourth place. Let's jump to field events. I love the field events because we're so good at them. Shot put. I'm going to say it again. For It just seems like a recording when I talk about shot put. First place, Gabe Ryan with a throw of 46 feet. Fifth place went to Dimitri Schultz with a throw of 38 feet, 8.5 inches. Seventh place went to Jeremiah Kissmore with a throw of 36 feet, 6 inches. That was also Jeremiah's personal record. In the discus, first place, Gabe Ryan with a throw of 137 feet, 4 inches. Seventh place went to Dimitri Schultz with a throw of 118 feet, 5 inches. Ninth place went to William Barb with a throw of 114 feet, 5 inches. Now, in the discus, personal records were set by both Gabe Ryan and William Barb. So both those young men had their best throws of the season. For our ladies, seventh place went to Jules Selby with a throw of 81 feet, 5 inches. And that was her personal best. So a great day for our throwers. High jump, second place went to Harris Boggs with a leap of 5 foot 10 inches. Ninth place went to Tanner Dietrich with a jump of 5 foot 2 inches. That was also Tanner Dietrich's personal best. Pole vaulting, seventh place, Griffin Powell with a vault of 9 feet. And ninth place went to Christopher Fury with a vault of 8 foot 6 inches. In the long jump, third place went to Keith Lawrence with a jump of 18 feet. Two and three quarter inches. Seventh place went to Malachi Blow with a jump of 17 feet, two and three quarter inches. Personal best jumps by Keith Lawrence and Malachi Blow. So, once again, another great day. The track team's next meet will be taking place this Tuesday, April 19th, at the Kaiser Stadium. And then Saturday, April 23rd, they will be traveling to Bridgeport to compete in the Harry Green Invitational. Now, for everybody out there that's listening, I'm asking, don't forget, this coming Sunday, April 24th, starting at 2 p.m., they're going to have the kindergarten through 8th grade youth track meet at the track field. So, give your kids a chance to come out, give them something to do, let them burn off some steam, burn off some energy. I know in years past, typically a slip goes out through the school system, but do believe in that they have allowed people to sign up on site. I think there's a small fee involved in that as well to cover the cost. 
So anyway, don't forget about that. Sunday, April 24th, K through 8th grade youth track meet. Now, let's look at our softball team, the girls' softball team. Monday, April 11th, they defeated Fort Hill 4 to nothing, Leading, okay, when I do these stats here, I don't actually have stat stats. So what I've done is I've taken the highlight off of this website. So if you don't hear your name or you don't hear your kid's name, please don't get upset. I'm just taking, they give like a list of the top three players in, in categories. I'm running off of that. So for hits for this game, for Kaiser, you had Taylor Likens and Allie Smith with two hits each. And Alexa Shoemaker finished with one. Leading the way in the RBIs, Riley Mangold had two. Alexa Shoemaker had one, and Allie Smith had one. Pitching for the game, Charity Wolf goes for seven innings and throws ten strikeouts. So, great job by her. Now, on Wednesday, April 18th, Kaiser defeated Moorfield 8 to nothing. Uh, leading the way in hits, you had Alexa Shoemaker with two, Charity Wolf with two. RBIs, Michaela Gillespie had two, and Charity Wolf, once again, she's got two. Pitching against Moorfield was Riley Mangold. She goes for five innings and records ten strikeouts. So the softball team is rolling right now. At least it seems that way to me. And they are actually going to be in Myrtle Beach all this week at the Grand Strand Classic. Uh, Keep them in your prayers as they're out traveling. And we hope to hear some great results from their time down there. Now moving over to the boys baseball team. Monday, April 11th, unfortunately, they lost to Hampshire 6-8. Leading the way in hits was Noah Broadwater with one and Connor Bennett with one. RBI-wise, Connor Bennett and Logan Roadtruck both had two apiece. When you look at the pitching, Seth Healy threw for four innings and Evan Jenkins threw for two. Uh, Jenkins ended up with four strikeouts and Seth Healy had two. Now on Wednesday, April the 13th, they beat their cross-county rivals, Frankfurt, 11-6. Leading the way in hits, Samuel Bradfield had two. Logan Roadtruck had two. Uh, From an RBI standpoint, Caden Youngblood had five. And Logan Roadtruck had three. So from the pitching standpoint, Connor Bennett went four innings, and Evan Jenkins went three innings. Uh, Striking out-wise, Evan Jenkins struck out three, and Connor Bennett struck out two. Now we go to Friday, April the 15th. Kaiser defeats Pendleton County 12-5. Hitting-wise, Connor Bennett had two. If you look at the RBIs, Connor Bennett once again with two. Pitching, Benny Oates threw for three innings and Patrick Lillard threw for two. And both pitchers had two strikeouts apiece. Unfortunately, on that same day, they kind of had a doubleheader, and they lost to Petersburg late, and that score was 4-5. to five. RBI-wise, Samuel Bradfield had three. Logan Roadtruck was pitching for five innings. Noah Broadwater also pitched. And Noah Broadwater ended up with four strikeouts. So, you know, kind of an up-and-down week for the baseball team, but they're still playing great ball, putting their best effort forth. And they will be playing today at 4.30 p.m. at the Kaiser High School, and their opponent will be the Fort Hill Sentinels. Now, that's all I have as far as sports wraps go. I still haven't been able to find out where the tennis information is, so I apologize to the tennis team because I know you guys and gals are doing great. And if I can find y'all's webpage with your stats and the scores, 
trust me, I'll throw them out there. But for now, this is just kind of where I'm at. Now, as far as events coming up for the sports, um, today you'll have the co-ed varsity tennis team competing at Weir High School. And then on Tuesday, 419, the tennis team will compete at Fort Hill at 4 p.m. 420, the varsity baseball will play Berkeley Springs in Kaiser at 4.30 p.m. 421, once again, the baseball team will play Allegheny in Kaiser at 3.30 p.m. And on 422, the varsity tennis team has the PVC at Berkeley Springs. That's done, kind of done with the sports there. Let's look at some of the events that are coming out for the rest of this week and a couple days maybe there past the week. Um, But today is the start of Spring Gobbler, and that will run, of course, through May 22nd. So for all you hunters out there that listen to the podcast, I implore you, be safe, and I wish you good luck as you go out there and try to knock you out a Spring Gobbler. Please, please, please remember, only shoot what you see. Unfortunately, Spring Gobbler is probably the most dangerous hunting season because people chase the turkeys and you get some guys out there and they are awesome at doing their gobbler calls and you can't tell the difference between a person and the gobbler and that's why I say make sure you see what you're shooting at do not be the person this year that just randomly fires at a bush because he is positive in his head that that's a real turkey sight before shot now on 419, Fort Ashby Farmer's Market will be taking place at the fairgrounds. That will start at 8 a.m. and it will last till noon. On 420, Lifeline Screenings are coming to town. They'll be offering their services at the Polish Pines Golf Course in Kaiser from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Remember that you must make an appointment. Don't just show up at the site thinking they're going to see you. So if you do want to do that, remember, call 1-877-792-8480. And if you want a little bit of a discount, use priority code HS0, I'm sorry, HSO001. Once again, the priority code is HSO001. On 422, they'll be having a cruise in at the Kaiser Burger King. That'll be starting at 5.30 p.m. So all you car and truck fanatics, winter's over, spring's upon us, and the car shows are going to begin. This is a great opportunity to come out and see some nice-looking cars and grab you a bite to eat at our local Burger King. On 423, the Seldom Scene, which I talked about last week, they'll be performing at the West Virginia University Potomac State College campus starting at 7.30 p.m. Now, I'm going to assume that that's at the Church McKee Art Center because that's about the only place that any performances take place. Really kind of excited. I'm, I'm wanting to go see these people because they do carry quite a following. On April the 26th, we're going to have After Hours with Startup Portal. Now, what you're going to have the opportunity to do is meet Rick Leinbach. He is the owner of this new business in Cumberland. And what they do is they help other businesses in several ways. And that also includes the non-traditional funding. So 
as far as time and location goes, that's going to be at 6 p.m. And the location is 167 South Mineral Street, Kaiser, West Virginia. On the 29th, the grand reopening string art at Morningstar Stables starts at 6.30 p.m. They will have live music by Donnie Carmen. They will have pizza galore. They will have non-alcoholic beverages that they can provide. If you want an adult beverage, then they want you to know it's BYO. Bring your own. In order to go to this event, once again, don't just pull up Morningstar Stables and show up. You need to buy your tickets in advance. And in order to do that, go to Morningstar slash stables dot ticket leap dot com so that's m-o-r-n-i-n-g-s-t-a-r dash s-t-a-b-l-e-s dot t-i-c-k-e-t-l-e-a-p dot com now for 30 you'll have the easy street performs at the indy on main in kaiser that's going to start at 7 p.m you're also going to have the kickoff of Fort Ashby Days, so just down the road. Uh, the time and location, it's going to start roughly around 10 a.m. And I would advise, as far as location goes, you show up Ashby's Fort Museum that's located at 227 Dan's Run Road, Fort Ashby. Now, finally, the last thing I have for you is that on 430, you can also... Go and listen to some music. Hellfire Empire will be playing at Moran's over in McCool, so right across the bridge. And they're going to play from 9 to 12 p.m. They will have a $10 cover charge. Come listen to Brett Tank Downey and the guys perform. So with that being said, folks, that's going to be a wrap for today, for the week. I hope that you have a great week. I will be praying for your health, your well-being, your safety and security. And with that being said... Take care, and I will talk to you next week.